What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the First Offense Audio Installment. This is episode 24 and I can't believe it. Harvick just scored another win, back-to-back wins. Did not expect him to be able to win at Michigan. I mean, I knew he would have probably top five speed, but for him to work his way to the front past Logano, who was the dominant car, and get it done was pretty nuts to me. So we'll talk about that impressive run from him. Kyle Busch getting chastained. Byron and Bowman struggling again and much more. So stay tuned. I hope you guys like this episode. Uh, let's get right into it. Well, first of all, I'll go over the standings real quick. Again, not much has changed. We're getting so close to the playoffs. It doesn't really matter at this point what's going on. Harvick passed Bush for 8th. Kyle's in ninth. Uh, Chastain dropped to 5th. And Larson went all the way to 3rd. And... Blaney did gain on Truex a little bit, so if they are to point their way in, that Blaney is looking like he has the advantage, but I really think we're going to see a 16th winner at Daytona. And then Hamlin went all the way to 12th. He passed five positions, which is pretty nuts this late in the season. It's crazy. He's He's gone from 20th to 12th in the last few months, and he's been having a really good run, so he's definitely... Um, one to watch coming up into these playoffs to score a few wins. Alright, so as for the playoff picture, it's just the Blaney Truex battle. The broadcast talks about it nonstop and everything and the media, so I'm sure you I don't really need to talk about that much. Everyone knows what's going on. I really don't think it's gonna mean much when it's all said and done because we're gonna get a sixteenth winner, but still something to look for. Alright, so first of all as for the actual race, Logano was the fastest car all day. It was obvious. He shot right to the front, and he pretty much controlled the race all through stage one. And did he? Con- no, it was stage two. He took control, and then the beginning of stage three. But something when the track cooled down, just his car fell way off. I mean, he lost a few tenths, and then he was basically a fourth to sixth place car at that point, and he finished. He ended up actually finishing sixth so he went from first to sixth pretty quickly in that those last few runs christopher bell on the other hand came to life and was absolutely flying had the right strategy along with hamlin who obviously had a pit shred uh pit issue which cost him the race potentially but christopher bell was flying up he needed one lap probably to pass harvick for sure he would have had him he was flying but Harvick said he kind of shifted where he was, wasn't was supposed to and didn't shift where he was supposed to, so he let Bell catch up, which was kind of surprising to me because he's the closer. He usually doesn't make mistakes, but he had plenty of time. He could afford it, and he still got it done. Pretty nuts from that team. Um, now they got two wins, a lot of playoff points, great momentum. I mean, I I knew he could win, but for him to win two in a row, it shows that he's actually potentially a championship contender. He's one of the only guys in the series with two wins, and Richmond is very similar to Phoenix, so who knows? I mean, he could point his way through a few rounds, get another win. Next thing you know, he's in Phoenix competing for a second championship at 46. It would be pretty crazy run for that team to do that. Kyle Busch finally broke his top 10 streak. Um, 
he was going at it with Ty Gibbs. Ty Gibbs cut down on his nose. I mean, it was obvious. I don't think it. I don't think Kyle did anything wrong. He he was there and he had that lane. But I think Ty Gibbs thought he raced him dirty. I heard Hamlin and Door Bumper Clear said that Kyle used him up at Indy or something. So maybe that's why he got so mad. But he ended up putting the bumper back to him and then. Kyle passed him again. Kyle was a lot faster. He just, Ty was just racing him really hard. I'm sure he's competitive with those guys because he just wants to beat them so bad because they're probably like his idols considering they race for his grandpa and everything. So he races them real hard, but he ended up blowing up. He was having a decent run. I'm sure he would have finished in the top 10 if he hadn't blown up, but I'm not sure what happened if he overrev the motor or something but he was done Byron and Bowman another run outside the top 10 I don't know I mean Hendrick doesn't really have speed at Richmond much so and um only Elliott finished 5th Byron 11th Larson 14th and then Bowman 20th so Bowman and Byron have had no speed and Honestly, at this point, it's going to be hard for them to make it through the playoffs, through the round of 12 or even the round of 16. Um, it's not that they're going to have bad luck. It's that you can't run 20th and 15th and 10th and rely on points, especially if you're not getting stage points. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be guys who wreck and struggle, but if you get some upset winners and everything, it could throw everything way off. So yeah, those teams really need to get it together. I know Byron can step up and race a lot better. He's just so inconsistent, and we saw him win two races early, but he's just fallen off since, and Bowman has really never been good all year. Besides his Vegas win, he hasn't really done much, and I don't really remember the last time he was in contention for a win besides Coda. So yeah, Briscoe again struggled. He, he actually ran great, but he... His car lit on fire, so that blew his race. He went a few laps down, and Custer's car also lit on fire. Or no, he had brake failure, so Stuart Haas ran good for their two cars and struggled for the other two. Um, Harvick and Elmerola ran really good, obviously. Harvick in the win. Elmerola ended up eighth, so pretty good run for him. He was better than that. He must have fell off late when the sun went down just like Logano but yeah good run for Stuart Haas they've clearly found some speed I don't know if they're gonna be able to bring this to the intermediates like Kansas Darlington and Homestead and everything in the playoffs but they found something that can obviously help them win and run better which they needed coming into these playoffs Truex and Blaney both lacked speed all day they just were never really fast enough to win I mean they sh they had glimpses of speed where they could run in the maybe the top five but neither of them were going to win that race in my opinion uh especially just because how important track position was without caution so if you fell behind in a run it would be really hard to catch up so yeah they gotta win i mean blaney could win watkins glenn and daytona easily I, he's so good at daytona and he, he'll be real aggressive at that race and he'll get some help from his teammate Cindric. Logano push him out front he could get it done I don't know about Truex it's possible but with like Bubba Wallace and Justin Haley and Busher Keselowski all those guys that race is going to be so hard to win and 
it sucks if you have to try to win it to make the playoffs. All right, we got a ton of race takes, or race, yeah, race takes this week. We had a ton of submissions, so I want to get right into those. So I'm going to move on to the first offense move of the race. I'll show no go, and then the race takes, obviously. And then I want to talk about Watkins Glen. So first of all, the first offense move of the race goes to Harvick's pass on Logano. It was really important for him to make that pass because after he got clear, he actually, Logano and Busher actually got stuck behind a few cars, and that's where Harvick gained a great lead. And if he hadn't had that lead, then Busher probably would have ended up passing him potentially, or at least had a better chance to. He did have a little chance to, he just couldn't get it done. Uh, he got pinned behind, I forget who it was, it might have been Stenhouse, I'm not sure, but a lapper pinned him, kinda, and he just couldn't get a bit good run off the turn and get past Harvick, but yeah, the first defense move of the race goes to Harvick's pass on Logano, I think that was probably the most important pass he made, because Logano was driving very defensively, and even though his car was slower, he was able to hold Harvick way up and let a lot of cars catch him, so... Last week, his pit crew made a good call, and I thought that was the first offense move of the race this week. It was his pass, setting up Logano and getting it done. It took him a little bit, but he was able to do it. All right, moving on to all show, no go. Um, this guy finished in 36, dead last. It goes to Ty Gibbs. He had the Jordan brand 45 car. Not only did he blow his motor up, he was going at it with Kyle Busch and retaliating over something that he caused by chopping down on Kyle's nose so yep it was a good looking car Jordan brand I know a ton of people liked it but just blew up and finished dead last so he takes the cake for all show no go all right so now it's time for race take so I'm just gonna do every single one we got a bunch but I want to go through all of them you can submit your own at First or Fence on Instagram on my story or just go to anchor.fm slash First or Fence and you can actually send in an audio message, which I want more people to do. I think it would be cooler, but the first one comes from LBZ underscore 06 Dmax. He said pathetic, haha. So I guess he's calling the race pathetic, but all I have to say back to this is you're claiming it's pathetic, yet you watch the whole thing and took the time to... Um, drop a race take so obviously it caught your attention the next one's from bros n-o-u-f-f i don't know how to say that he said the spring race was better i don't know if the spring race was better i felt like the races were almost identical with strategy and everything the only difference was there wasn't a late race pass but it was gonna be bell i think this race was better because the top came in and See, when was the last time we saw guys fly in the top like that? I thought that was cool, and it actually stayed fast. I mean, it wasn't the fastest way around the track, but some guys were able to make decent time up there, and it made for some crazy restarts and a lot of passing on the restarts and everyone going for every spot they could get. So we actually saw a multi-groove track for once, and there was a lot of passing, I mean... I know it was a lot of green flags and tons of like strategy, so it was confusing and a little boring at time, but I think you could see a battle pretty much everywhere you looked on the racetrack, and I don't mind a race like that every once in a while. One thing I will say is I don't know if Richmond deserves two dates. You got really good tracks, I think, that we could potentially go to that are a lot better than Richmond, like Iowa, 
which is very similar, a little more banked, probably a little more worn out, or tracks like that, like another short track, or just, I don't know, Richmond just hasn't been very good lately. It just hasn't put on a great show. It's been okay, and it obviously deserves at least one day, but I think we might need to think about taking a date away, and who knows, maybe they'll do it next year. Obviously, I'd rather have them take away, like, a Texas before, because Texas is just horrible, or even Atlanta, because it's now a um, wild card play race, but moving on to the next race take. This one comes from 732 Diecast. He said, Ross and Kyle was a racing deal, but when you're involved in a racing deal every week, it really doesn't matter. So I think what you're saying is, um, yeah, it was just a racing deal, but once you have a racing deal over and over again, it gets to a point where it's like, not really a racing deal. You're just race. You're, you're, it's, it's not a coincidence that you're the guy involved in a racing deal every single week. I mean, me and my dad were going back and forth, and we actually invented, we came up with a, um, a terminology called the Chastain Caution, and literally, it's like every week you got the stage breaks, and then there's just a Chastain Caution, and this week it was on Kyle Busch, last week it was Bell, even though it wasn't really his fault, he just always seems to be causing a caution, and so he's there's you got stage break cautions now you got a chastain caution and i knew there was one common because we hadn't had one and the next thing you know the 18 spinning off his note so yeah i know there's another race take on this topic so i'll wait a little bit to talk more about it but moving on to one from s-h-a-y-a-n underscore t-r-o-t-t-i-e-r shine trotier i think that would be bell finished p2 when he spun late in the race is quite impressive yeah they they had a strategy where he had a little bit better tires and his car just came to life and he was able to fly through the field. So he had the best car at the end. He could have won that race. Him and Hamlin both and Truex and Kyle Busch kind of sucked up for JGR. But Bell didn't make mistakes on pit road like Hamlin's team did and he ended up second. I couldn't believe how fast he went. All right, here's the other one on Chastain. Just what's your thoughts on the Ross and Kyle incident? Um, I looked at it once quick. I haven't looked at it a ton, but to me, if you look, Chastain has the width of a car, or half half to three-quarter width of a car in between him and the yellow line. So he's just r- way up the racetrack, and I don't think Kyle can, even if he did, why is Chastain so far up the racetrack on a restart? And they were three wide, too. So, yeah, I mean, he he just dumped Kyle and I don't think Chast. I think right now Chastain feels like the reward for racing like this is worth the is worth more than the um like the payback is worth so he's basically it's he the way he's looking at it I'm assuming is it's worth it for him to race like this but I think if, if he makes it to the final four or even to the round of eight, I would be shocked. I just, I don't know. You How do you let a guy get away with this um, this much? And it's so many drivers, too. It's Hamlin, now Kyle Busch, Elliott, uh, I think maybe Logano, Blaney, Truex, probably Harvick. Just so many. 
different drivers that all in one and i know there's some tracks in the playoffs that you can't really pay them back but they're just going to raise them so hard and use them up on the short tracks especially so yeah chastain doing chastain things as usual it's just i mean it creates a little entertainment and when he wrecks your driver it's a little annoying but i think it'll make for a good racing in the playoffs and the more rivalries the better it is for the sport so that's all i have to say about that all right moving on to watkins Glen. i'll do a quick preview of everything and make my race picks my picks were actually really good they were okay this week actually i guess chandler smith and he won and i said he would beat john hunter and he did so i was pretty happy about that i think he's just a little better than him right now and he's gonna be tough to beat going into these playoffs but anyways moving on to Watkins Glen so the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series will both be here um the Xfinity Series obviously racing on Saturday Cup Series on Sunday and that race starts at three they both start at three Watkins Glen 90 laps tracks 2.45 miles long um I think that track position is going to be very important, and I don't know how chaotic this will be compared to the Indy Road course, but turns one are very similar on both. I just think that there's a lot more runoff at turn one of Watkins Glen than there is in Indy, and the other thing is it's a little more sweeping, and you don't have to set up for turn two, so they can kind of roll through one a little bit quicker and that'll cause less pileups, but I there will be at least one restart where cars go flying and I wouldn't even be surprised if it was the first one. So look out for that. It could be another attrition race like Indy. If you can survive, you'll be in the top five at the end. So I'm not too worried about which cars are fast. I just think if, I mean, I'm sure there will be a handful of fast cars, Reddick, Chastain, Elliott, Maybe Larson, maybe Blaney, Sindrick, maybe even Briscoe. But I think they could get wrecked or they could just get spun or whatever. And it'll open the door from some Gibbs cars or even some other Fords. Because um, they, they don't have the speed, but if they can survive, they might have a shot and just have to lead the last lap or two. But anyways, I'll make my picks. I haven't even thought about this, so it's going to be a little tough. Um... For the Cup Series, I think I want to say Reddick because he's just so good on road courses, but I don't know. Let me think about this one. I'll do the Xfinity Series and then come back to the Cup Series. So Xfinity Series, I'm just taking AJ Dinger. He's just so good on road courses. I mean, I know how hard it'll be for him to just keep winning them one after the other, but I do think he'll get it done. And he's it'll be like his fourth road course win, I think, of the season. And he won Indy. I took him at Indy, and he got it done. He's just so, so much faster than the rest of the field. All right, now I got to I gotta make my cup pick. All right, I'm going out on a limb here, but I'm going to say Chris Buescher. Um, he's just been running so good, and he's good on road courses. I think if he survives late and gets the lead, he can get it done and get his second career win and his first win that isn't a rain delayed win and on a um non-super speed i would love to see him win and it would really shake up things for daytona and everything with 16 winners but it'll be tough for him i think he can do it so there's my race picks uh, i think that's pretty much it for the podcast let me know what you think of my picks usually they're pretty good they've sucked for cup series the past few weeks 
keep taking Kyle Busch. I took him at Michigan and Richmond and just sucked in both races, so it's too bad. But hopefully I redeem myself with an underdog pick. It's a long shot, but it'd be pretty nuts. If he gets it done, I think Reddick will definitely be up there in the top three all day along with Elliot. Anyways, I hope you guys like this episode. I've been getting a lot more listeners lately, so I, I'm assuming that means the episodes are getting a little better. DM me on Instagram, let me know what you think, and I'll greatly appreciate it if you listen. It means a ton. Um, have a good week, and I'll see you guys next Sunday right around this time for the post Watkins Glen podcast and two weeks and we got one of the best races of the year coming up at Daytona gonna be an absolute wild race so who knows this race is gonna set us up for some chaos at Daytona all right that's it see you guys have a good week peace